welcome to Overtime Hockey Talk. My name is Mark Paul, Justin Baker, co-host, and we are in the midst of free agency. As you know, of course, Mitchell Marner is the talk of the town right now. Who knows? An offer sheet might come. Probably not. I I just still don't see it. Even though Sebastian Ajo got one, go ahead, give him one year, thirteen million is kind of the rumor. I mean, you're a you're an idiot if you do that. Uh, Leafs should just take the fourth, the four first round picks and run because any team willing to do that probably over the next four years will offer up a chance at the lottery. Like they're going to miss the playoffs. Yeah. <laughs> if it's Montreal, you know, they'll probably miss the playoffs sometime over the next four you years. You can trade those four first rounders and get production yes. to fill in. Absolutely. Yeah. You look at, I mean, two first round draft picks get you freaking Eric Carlson. Yeah. Pretty much. You know, pl- obviously plus, plus, but. You know, let's say three first round draft picks get you Eric Carlson. Yeah, maybe you find a New Jersey team desperate enough to trade Hall if he doesn't want to resign. You give him a couple first rounders, boom, boom, Set. and you get two more first rounders. I mean, yeah, I just don't. Thirteen million. Go ahead, screw yourself over. You, you know, if it's Montreal, thirteen plus your ten and a half for Carey Price, and you know you're you're going to quickly start to numbers are going to start to add up on you. Uh, so on today's show, what we're going to do, we are going to go. Team by team, signing by signing to an extent, we're going to kind of stay away from those uh, minor deals. Like, for example, the Anaheim Ducks signing Yanni Hackenpa to a one-year 850. Uh, don't know who he is, sorry, if you're a Ducks fan and he's like a, your favorite fourth liner. Yeah, that's a swipe. He's a defenseman. Swipe right, swipe left yeah. on or you know yes yes yeah. exactly so i mean we'll we'll go down some of the more uh the more standard names uh maybe some some sleeper picks of ours we'll grade a few of these picks some of them we'll just kind of give some analysis and move on but uh i think that we'll uh we'll just kind of have some fun with this because there was a lot that's happened we waited a few days after to see if Maybe Mitch Marner would sign, or maybe Line A, Rantanen, one of these guys would, would get signed. And really all that happened was Ajo was in terms of this crew of restricted free agents. So uh, let's let's get her going. Anaheim Ducks, let's go in alphabetical order. All right. So the Anaheim Ducks basically did nothing. I actually saw a, get, a, a meme, and it was like a picture of a guy asleep, and it said Bob Murray on, <laughs> on July 1st every year. Oh, goodness. He was just asleep. Uh, they signed Anthony Stolarz to a two-year, $1.5 million deal. Yeah, only only move I like that they did, honestly. Got a, a good third-string goaltender. And, uh, you know, I mean, let, let's face it, Ryan Miller, one year. He's probably got one year left in him, uh, you know. But you, you got a guy who's got an opportunity to compete for a backup spot after this season and maybe make an impression on the franchise going forward. All right. Uh, the Arizona Coyotes, they uh, also, not a whole lot. Uh, you know, they re-signed a couple guys. Lawson Cruz does get a, a decent deal. You know, remember Lawson Cruz was involved in uh, a trade with the Panthers, got him from the Panthers. I mean, All right. a three-year, $1.53 million cap hit for Lawson Cruz. And if, uh, you know, he was, I mean, he was a first round draft pick. And so, you know, he's, he's only 22 years old. Uh, he hasn't exactly produced the way that they would hope. 25 points in 81 games last year. Um, but, to get a guy who's 22 years old and is getting a cap hit of $1.5 million, who put up 25 points for you playing on your like third, fourth line, there's a chance that he can develop into a guy who's getting 40 points 
And it, in that case, for the next three years, that's a bargain deal. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, good depth move. Uh, okay, well, I mean, that's pretty much it for the, Carolina, or the, for the Arizona Coyotes. Let's go to the Boston Bruins, who, uh, again, not a whole lot happening with the Bruins other than a Connor Clifton, three years, $3 million deal, a million-dollar cap hit. Uh, I like it for the depth of their defense. Yeah. Uh, just re-signing a guy. Uh, they also signed Par Lindholm, former Toronto Maple Leaf, former, I think it was a Winnipeg Jet. Yep, Winnipeg Jet is where he ended up last year. Uh, basically a fourth-line center and never really found a home with either one of those teams. But signs with the Bruins for an $850,000 cap hit for two years, though. So an in- interesting move for them. Uh, you're always looking at when a team wins the Stanley Cup, you know that they may lose a few players. And so what do they do to kind of, or when they have to re-sign certain guys coming up, uh, especially like a Charlie, Charlie Coyle. McAvoy. And Charlie McAvoy, yeah, but gosh. also Charlie Coyle. Did Charlie Coyle sign? No, he's he's still under contract, but McAvoy is, right. uh, you know, the RFA that's going to need some big money and i think that's another reason too why you see a free agent on the market right now with uh marcus johansson who hasn't signed anywhere and yeah. didn't resign in boston because they just the money right right charlie coyle has one more year left and i mean but i mean you're gonna he's making 3.2 he's definitely gonna get a raise especially if he yeah. plays the way that he played in the playoffs he's gonna get five plus yeah, and he's gonna get the opportunity to play in the top six for that team this year too i mean so. i mean let's be honest if uh Kevin Hayes is getting seven, you know, some morons willing to pay him $7 million. <laughs> and granted, he, he didn't have a wild regular season. Uh, he has had, he did have 56 points a couple years ago, but 16 points in 24 playoff games. And I mean, I, I don't think the Bruins get to the finals without Charlie Coyle. No, not at all. And I think if he falls somewhere in between that 56 regular season and, and that nice playoff run he had, you know, you're talking a 40 to 50 point player. Yeah, that's that's easy six million dollars on yep. the market today yep. absolutely uh the buffalo sabers another team kind of void of any real moves here. Yeah, maybe we should have started at the other end at of the, the, at the bottom yeah <laughs> uh you know they re-signed zemgis gergensen's who's been largely a disappointment uh he could probably slow down the drinking it might help him uh <laughs> <laughs> i have a friend who knows him um and uh andrew hammond you know, bringing in the hambler, the Hamburglar, seeing if he can maybe be a backup goaltender in, in Buffalo, at least a, a third-string guy coming in one year, 700000 The Sabres, I, I'm, does it concern you how quiet they were? A little bit. You know, they're, they're at the point in their franchise where, you know, you just signed Skinner to this, this monster deal, right, at 9.5. You've got... I guess you know, that you'd say that's their their UFA. Yeah, maybe signing, you can make that fair. point, but I think now their their franchise is ready to burst, just kind of like how Carolina, you know, was, and they're ready to make the playoffs. They need to, and Florida is the same way, and they went out and made moves. We'll talk about that, but you know, I think Buffalo, you know, maybe not necessarily through free agency, but you know, could have dealt, you know, Ristolainen. We saw his name come up a lot. Maybe move him to bring in a nice offensive piece now that they got Montour back there. And yeah, and it's not to Colin say Miller, that, that so. still can't happen. No, exactly. Uh, yeah, but yeah, I guess Skinner at nine million a year. That's a. Uh, I mean, that does uh, it feel like an overpayment a little bit? It feels like it, especially like, when you like got Aho getting signed for less money and and like a Matt uh, Duchesne got less money. Yeah, who's a center, right? And can put up the goals like. So yeah. okay, yeah, it seemed like an overpayment, but. You also, 
I guess you have the guy for eight years, and if he produces for really well for the next six, probably in years seven and eight, a it's movable, and eight million is more like a six million dollar contract now. So it might be, you know, it might be able to to be shifted around. Uh, yeah, all in all, though, a little bit surprised because the Sabers to me seem like a team that needed to shake things up, and they haven't really at all. I mean, a Jeff Skinner re-signing isn't exactly shaking it up. Right. So I, I would I'm I'd be concerned if I'm a Buffalo Sabres fan because this team has toiled for too long. And so uh, we'll see. Maybe there there's something else in the in the plans, but nothing as far as we can see. So let's go Calgary Flames. They make really one big big splash, and I guess it was it'd be signing Cam Talbot to a one year two point seven five million dollar deal. Uh, does this Obviously, they're giving Cam Talbot an opportunity. You know, he's coming in, and they they think maybe Cam Talbot can play and and be a one A one B kind of guy along with David Riddich. Uh, that's that's really the only thing I can think of. They, which they still have to sign David Riddich uh, because now, of course, Mike Smith gone to Edmonton. So Calgary bringing Cam Talbot in essentially what it looks like to try and be a number one goaltender. Your thoughts on that? Well, I, I still think they're going to give Riddich the opportunity to be the number one there. Um, but so stupid. Honestly, I don't understand the signing at all. If you had a guy in Mike Smith who, to, to all signs pointed to, he was actually willing to re-sign there or open to the possibility, right? He wasn't already talking about being out the door because he was the starter in the playoffs, looked really good doing it. I... I haven't seen anything out of Talbot where you're like, oh man, we we should take this guy over Mike Smith. And they paid Talbot more money than Mike Smith. What a dumb freaking move. Yeah. Unless it was that Mike Smith didn't want to be there, which to me wouldn't make sense. Why wouldn't he want to be with a better team? Right, exactly. And not only that, I I understand the coaching, you know, uh, connection there in Edmonton, but um, there's other options out there too that I would have felt more comfortable with, and you probably could have got cheaper. You probably could have gone and snagged Scott Darling, Cam Ward. Uh, I mean, even right, reached right. a find little further. Someone, and, well, find someone who can. If you if you're gonna go do a project, maybe find somebody who who I don't know maybe has a better chance. I guess they're assuming that he was not such a bad team that maybe that's why he's taking a dip. I guess, but I mean, we're only two years removed from him being <laughs> incredible. Well, that's true. I mean, yeah, we're a couple years removed, but still, I mean, they they overpaid for him, and I luckily it's not like they, you know, gave him ridiculous term or anything right, one, like that. So they'll live and learn. <laughs> <laughs> so you're you're grading on that. I'm okay. giving that one a D. Okay, I, I'll I'll say it's like a C minus. It's kind of a like all right, you know, it could it's likely not going to work out, but it could end up being just kind of your run-of-the-mill signing. Yeah. Had they signed him to like maybe a one-in-one million-dollar contract, then I would have said, okay, yeah, C+, low-risk, high-reward possibilities. Right, right. Who else? Who else was going to give Cam Talbot 2.75? Nobody. Yeah, I, I think Carolina or Calgary just ran. They were, I mean, goaltenders ran out. I think maybe they were maybe hoping for McElhaney or Mrazek or maybe even Varlamov to come there, and those guys went other places, and they were like, oh, crap, we got to get somebody. Oh, hey, there's Talbot over there. Let's just snag him up. Yeah, well, Peter Mrazek resigns with the Carolina Hurricanes. We'll move on to Carolina. Car- for a two-year, $6.25 million contract, a three one two five hit. 
Peter Mrazek signs for just barely more than Cam Talbot, and Peter Mrazek proved last year that he definitely can be a good 1A, 1B goaltender. Yeah, absolutely. But now when you look at the Carolina Hurricanes, you know, obviously they no longer have McElhaney. Nope. So. But they got this young kid from the AHL, the Charlotte Checkers, who led them to a championship who looks really, really good. Highly touted prospect, Alex I'm going to totally butcher this name. Nadeljkovic? Yeah, thank you. Let's just go with that. Nadeljkovic? Yeah, it looks really good, and and I'm excited to see him come up because I think he has a lot of talent and could be maybe not necessarily a superstar goaltender, but could be a guy who can give you solid 30 games this season. Well, but they also traded for James Reimer. That's true, they did. forget about that trade. Uh, That bringing in Reimer, I I mean, it was a great deal for the Panthers. Uh but James Reimer comes in, and he's shown that he can he can at least be put in for a decent amount of games. You're going to get a a guaranteed stinker like one and three with him, though. So I wonder, though, you know, Carolina took in a couple goaltenders that had struggled at times. Not not McElhaney, but Mrazek. I wonder if maybe that culture turns him around a little bit, gives him some some fire. Yeah. Uh, James Reimer's a, a great guy. Always like one of those guys that I just root for. Uh, I did feel bad for him in Toronto. A product of the Leafs. And he was the guy who was in net for that three-goal third period <laughs> explosion in game seven. And everyone blamed him. Oh, absolutely. You know, everyone blamed not him. Not his fault. And it was just for, yeah, no, definitely not his fault. Uh, I mean, you know, hey, it's some of his fault, but there's other things that were other players' faults at that time and coaching notwithstanding. So, uh, James Reimer, a nice pickup for them. Uh, and then Sebastian Ajo, five years, $42 million, an 8.544. That's an 8.454 yeah, like million-dollar kit hit. $1,000 a year underneath uh, the next. Right. And remember I said that? That was like exactly <laughs> what I said. I said I would, in our last show, I said I would take what's the minimum or the maximum I can give them before I have to give up Two first round picks next threshold. Yeah. Just offer them that. And then as soon as they they accept, you just move on to the next guy and you do it to the next guy if they if they're willing to accept it. I think Ajo is a little different. Sounded like he just wanted to play. Yeah. And the big sticking one with this one was uh Bergevin giving him that twenty one mil in bonus money in the yes. first twelve months. Yes. He's thinking, you know, oh Don Waddell, the tight wad doesn't have the money. Uh, you know, he's probably going to have to borrow from the league to pay this. <laughs> I mean, well, he's not hell, the one who's actually paying. Him. He cut Rod Francis because he was paying Dundee. him too much money. I know, but yeah. Um, yeah, they cut Ron Francis because they were paying him too much money and it wasn't working out. They cut their goalie coach's salary in half or something like that. that is ridiculous. But uh, so, yeah, you know, the, the the wallet book is a little little tight in Carolina. And I think that maybe was why he got that big salary up front for those bonuses. But. Um, yeah, ultimately, though, I you they would be the stupidest move in NHL history if you let a guy like Aho walk for first, second, and third rounder. Right. Like, yeah, you're not stupid. That. And I think they knew that they wouldn't do that either. But Yeah, well. But you know what it does? I think Montreal goes, eh, five years we can sign him. If he, like, hey, sure. he signed the offer sheet with, with Montreal. So obviously he was willing to go play there if they weren't going to match. And so maybe you're thinking now he's a free agent in five years, instead of seven. Yeah, because when or he eight, if he keeps going at this pace, you know he'll be worth ten, eleven mil. Right. And does Carolina want to pay up that money? Probably not. 
Yeah, by this this pace, he might be worth twelve or thirteen right. because of the way that the cap goes up. Especially when you get a thirty second team, that's going to give a boost to the cap. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll see what happens. Okay, uh, Chicago, their big move signing Robin Leonard to a one year. I was surprised one year five million dollar deal. Yeah, I was I, surprised that Leonard went with just a one year deal and left the multi year deal out uh, out there. Well. What's weird is I I read a bunch of stuff about, uh, and there's this really great article in The Athletic um, where he basically talks about, you know, how he, Robin Lehner wanted to sign, stay in the island, right? And I'm not sure if it was a matter of term or whatever, but I, my understanding was the Lou Lamorello was trying to do three and a half to $4 million. And Leonard, of course, you know, was like, hey, I want a couple more bucks than that because I'm worth it. I was just a Vesna nominee. Sure. Yeah. And, Understandably so. What Vesna nominee goaltenders come back and taken that little of money in a contract? Never. So hey, you're not going to do it. Uh, dumb. Granted, we do understand his history. We we understand that you know, yeah, he did split a lot of time with Grice last season, so maybe that has a lot to do with his success. Um, but still, I I was. But more to the point, though, when you're giving Varlamov five million dollars and you're not willing to give a Vesna nominee five million dollars too, that was just. I don't well, know if from maybe the get-go, they pegged Varlamov as like their guy. Like, that's who he wanted long-term. We think he'll end up being better long-term than... Which, right, I mean, how, how much was Leonard's success due to the team's structure? Right. And so maybe which they're I thinking... Think some of it. Varlamov, a guy who was, you know, on a crappy Colorado team a few years back and had good numbers. Maybe he comes in here now, and now he puts up just, just freaking Stellar awesome numbers. numbers. yeah. So yeah. that's my only thing. Now, with Leonard in Chicago, what I think is you know you're looking at probably the the injury history here uh, with Corey Crawford and you're saying you know how healthy is he going to stay can we rely on Crawford for the next 4 or 5 years to be a healthy guy where the last couple seasons he's been right. playing 20 some 30 some games probably not so we go sign Leonard see if it you know pans out fairly well and if it does then we give him a long term deal and make him our goaltender for the next 5 7 years okay yeah, yeah. i I do like that he bet on himself. He did. Yeah, I do. You know, I, give I, this- I can I can get on board with the idea of betting on yourself and saying, you know what, I'm worth not only am I worth five, I'm worth more, so I'm gonna go prove it by signing a one year deal and I'm gonna just go do it again and you know, maybe he signs a a three or four year deal worth six next yeah. next time. So good on him. He'll be a free agent again. You know, right. I mean <laughs> I, honestly, you look at the Blackhawks, do you see a playoff team? In the Blackhawks, they're I, a bubble team. I, I'd say. I mean, the they're are they more likely to miss or make? They're more likely to miss, yeah, for sure. And I'm wondering at the deadline, does Robin Leonard become a guy who maybe they deal? That's possible. Yeah. So we'll be hearing lots of Robin Leonard rumors, I'm sure, as, or maybe uh, Corey Crawford, or or Corey if he's Crawford. healthy, let's, yeah. Uh, yeah. If he's healthy, that's uh, that's a big thing with Corey Crawford. Uh, one other signing that I do want to point out. Chicago Blackhawks make a nice little depth signing. They signed Ryan Carpenter. Yeah. Uh, he's a right winger. He played for Vegas, Golden Knights, was traded there from San Jose. And, uh, he, you know, he put up 18 points in 68 games last year. Uh, but a solid depth move, $1 million for three the next three years. And uh, one of those guys that, you know, you kinda, if you kind of find a home in the right place, on a fourth line, he's going to be a fourth line yeah. guy in, in Chicago. Maybe Heart and soul type of guy. Maybe a third line kind of guy, but uh, definitely a decent defensive guy. And so 
an interesting little signing, like one of those under the radar kind of signings that, you know, he he'll probably be in the lineup regularly. And does he, you know, does he help make a little bit of a difference where Chicago had some depth problems last year? Maybe addressing that uh, with the Ryan Carpenter signing. Uh, the Colorado Avalanche. They did sign today Nikita Zadorov to a one-year, $3.2 million deal. Of course, he was in Colorado before. He's just an RFA. But they lock him up, as well as Pierre-Edouard Belmar from the Vegas Golden Knights, two-year, $3.6 million deal. And then the big one, Jonas Donskoy from the, uh, from the San Jose Sharks, they signed him July 1st to a four-year, $15.6 million deal. If you're counting at home, that's a $3.9 million cap hit. Your thoughts on what Colorado did? Oh, I guess we also have to go Tyson Berry and Alex Kerfoot for Nazem Kadri and uh, Nikita Zaitsev. Yeah, what a trade. What a trade, huh? And uh, along with a couple picks, but right, yeah, Kadri's going to work out real great on that second line. I'm, I'm, I'm pumped to see that. And I, I, from a Leafs standpoint, I'd be a little upset because this is a team for me. The Leafs, you know, you look at them and you, they've been constantly pointed at over the last maybe season and a half, two seasons. We're like, oh, they're they're weak. They're easy to play against. They don't, you know, hit back as much. You know, and you go and get rid of like your biggest hard hitting chip yeah basically. you go get rid of the idiot who well yeah well then there's that the too two playoffs sure and maybe that's a babcock thing because he's in babcock's doghouse because of that sort of thing but um he did say kadri did come out and say i know for a fact i wasn't traded because of that okay well that's good to know um but yeah you get a former 30 goal scorer to play in your second line and now this gives you options right so if you're colorado right you've got landis gog mckinnon on that top line uh you know maybe you put up Yost up there. I, I don't know what your game plan is, but now you can move Rantanen up from that first line down to the second line if you want. If you want to spread out the wealth because you know you have a solid second line center right, right. who can Kadri score, who can dish. And, yeah, freaking A. That's awesome. Yeah, that's uh, Listen up, fantasy people, because that could be a steal later on down the road. And, you know, Again, the trade, it brings in a little bit more depth. I like the Donskoy signing. It's He's going to be a great third-line player for this team, which that was their biggest, to me, their biggest X factor was depth on the forward position past that top line. So yeah. you're just solving those problems. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Yeah, and then, yeah, finally your top nine looks somewhat respectable. Adding Kadri, adding Donskoy. And, and really, I mean, Pierre-Edouard Belmar, not a bad guy to add to your fourth line. No, veteran little, leadership. I mean, sandpaper there. Yeah. Uh, the, the thing I, I mean, okay, we can, we can hit on this, the Barry Kazri trade too. It's just that it was, you, you love to see trades where you go, that was exactly what both those teams needed to do. Right. Yeah. Like exactly. The Leafs needed a right-handed defenseman and they had a, you know, they had three top six centermans. And so, okay, well, we'll trade them away. And I mean, in reality, Alex Carefoot, not far off from being a, from being a top six center, you know, he's, he's definitely a top nine. He'll come in, he'll be their third line center. And then they bring, you know, we'll, we'll get the Leafs what they did, but they, <laughs> uh, Alex Kerfoot replaces Kadri on the third line. And then you, not in the goal scoring way though. I think that's the real, that's a little tough, but when I, so I've, I've watched Alex Kerfoot, but I, I wanted to get some Colorado avalanche fan, uh, thoughts on what he did i don't have my phone with me but uh, i i went on reddit and i in the trade thread i asked you know give me a scouting report on him and people said he's you know he's got great hands good speed you know really really nice like good at face-offs but 
can't shoot the puck for his life. He'll get a breakaway and shoot it right in the chest, and he'll get a few lucky goals that go in off his butt and into the net. So that was the scouting report on Alex Kerfoot via Reddit, via Colorado Avalanche fans. So, okay. Uh, but but all in all, you get your defenseman, Colorado gets their forward, and but at the same time, both teams also replace the player that they lost. You know, Colorado replaces Barry with Zaitsev. Not exactly your like ideal guy there, but it's it'll work. And they also have guys coming. They also took a, a defenseman in the draft with uh, Byram. Byram, yeah. And then you know the Leafs deal their forward, but they also get a center back. And so really, a, just a nice trade where. You know, you see these teams and you're like, oh, they have such a, they're so top heavy or this team, you know, has so much depth back here and they make that move and then everything kind of comes in a. It's crazy to me that a couple of years ago we were almost writing Joe Sackick off as just a joke of a GM. And over the last couple of seasons, he's basically turned this team into just a powerhouse for the next 10 years. Looking at that D Incredible. core, just, it's, it's crazy. Incredible. So, good on both teams for winning the trade, though. Yeah, yeah. So far. I would say the Colorado Avalanche, we go ahead and give them a nice A minus for what they were able to do. Like they did for the trade. To me to me the trade, yeah. the Donskoy signing, they get Zadorov done. They they lose Varlamov, but it doesn't really matter. You know, they've now they got Grubauer signed up, so I give them a solid B plus. Okay. Uh the Columbus Blue Jackets, they made some moves. Uh, more or less they lost everybody though. Yeah, they lose Bobrovsky, they lose Duchesne, and they lose Panarin. Uh, now, you know they they may have lost Panarin, but they gain a Nyquist. Oh boy, <laughs> at half the cost though. Nyquist cost them four years at twenty two million bucks, five and a half million dollar hit. Um, they also sign Corpusalo. They sign Adam Glendening. That's you know they do re-sign Ryan Ryan Murray to a I actually I think a really nice deal for Ryan Murray a guy who's been kind of plagued by injury but you know two years at nine point two four point six million dollar hit that's a nice deal for him the Nike was signing though let's talk about it yeah let's talk about it you watched him play for you know six or, what six or seven years maybe yeah. longer than that although. You know, the wings waited waited a few years to bring him up. <laughs> he was like twenty nine before yeah, twenty eight before you get him. They right, right. ripen in the minors. So Nyquist signs five and a half million bucks. Uh, what is he going to bring? His expectations going to be met by Nyquist. Yeah, he's he's going to slot in. I would assume right from the get on that top line. Um, you know, I'm not sure. <sighs> It's it's tough, you know. I he still got he still got a good skating ability. He still got good hands, um, but one thing about him, he's never been known for is scoring goals, right? He's he's a pass first kind of guy. Um, you know, initially I I thought he does have some some goal scoring abilities, but lately the last couple seasons with the Wings, I've noticed that he he seems like more of that that pass first type player, and so I you know you wonder what kind of guy you're gonna get. Um, what kind of guy you're going to get in Columbus, right? Because they don't have those elite goal scorers there. And I mean, granted, they didn't really in Detroit either, but, you know, Dylan Larkin, he was dishing the puck to him and it seemed to work out pretty nicely for him. And who could blame him? I mean, you'd rack up points too, throwing pucks to him. But yeah, last season, 22 goals. So if you can get 20 and 25 out of Nyquist, I think at 5.5, 5, 
it's a good number. It's a good deal, but I think it, it's an appropriate number. Yeah, I yeah. Just, I just don't like that matchup for him if he needs to play on that top line. I don't like that matchup. No, for and him. I, I, I don't think he's suited for a top line. I think he is a better second line, complementary top six guy. Um, granted, yes, he is a nice piece, especially you know in Detroit. He was able to move up and down when needed, but I think he's better slotted in a second second line winger position now. Um, this is going to be an opportunity now for Wenberg to step up and some other younger guys that say, "Hey, you know, you gotta you gotta put up or shut up." At this point, um, yeah, I think it's you've got Pierre Luc Dubois at the top, and then it's kind of wide open in terms of the center position. And I mean, of course, you know, uh, Cam Atkinson's gonna gonna put up big numbers. He's he'll he'll score you near thirty goals every year. That's not a that's not a problem. He's not an issue. Nope. It's uh, you know guys like Brandon Dubinsky who's getting up there. Uh, this team has just kind of lost its identity, I think, with losing Bobrovsky, losing Panarin. You had a lot of points Dushin, go out the door. Know? I mean, that's more or less the focus of anything else. And yeah. how do you replace those? You right? lose Dezingle, you lose Duchesne. Okay, so you say Dezingle and Nyquist, their production right is pretty much a wash to me at this point. Okay, yeah. Um, but now you've... You, yeah, Panarin, how are you going to replace his production? And I don't, I don't see Wenberg, you know getting anywhere close to that in terms of that no. and other guys you know i mean pierre luke dubar i like him i think he'll continue to grow a little bit but again it's just it's going to have to come from the back end at this point right because that's where all their chips are anymore uh outside of pierre de luke dubois and cam atkinson up front so yeah, it'll I, be, I think if this team continues to struggle this could be an opportunity for them to move one of those pieces on the back end to say hey you know we got some some good d back there let's try to get acquire our top six guy for sure. Would have been nice to have uh, William Carlson. Uh, okay, so, yeah, they've they've kind of been stuck. They've re-signed their guys. Uh, Columbus really, I mean, unfortunately for Nyquist, he was kind of a like, well, we can't get anyone else. Consolation we'll price. Yes. Like the consolation of the consolation. <laughs> right. Yeah, just a, just a rough time. Okay, the Dallas Stars, they were an interesting one. They yes. did some fun things. Uh the Dallas Stars signed Joe Pavelski to a three-year, $21 million contract, uh, basically in the, the Patrick Marlowe ilk. Uh, a little younger, so he should be able to to last these three years, but he'll he'll be 37 playing out that last year of his contract. And then Corey Perry signs a one-year, $1.5 million deal with a bunch of bonuses. They also signed Andre Sekera to a deal with some bonuses as well at a $1.5 million cap hit. The Dallas Stars bringing in some vets. Yeah, really liking this. I mean, I love the Joe Pavelski signing a ton. I mean, it's it was sad to see him leave San Jose because he is one of those, again, like we talked about heart and soul type of guys where, you know, he's the face of that franchise yeah. just like Big Joe and, yep. um, you know, sad to see him go. But Dallas is a good fit for him because they desperately needed a, a good second line guy. Um, you're getting a 30 goal score out of him, and I don't really see his production slowing down that much, if any. And even at seven million dollars, and he manages to put up 30 goals, frick, I'd rather pay him seven million than Kevin Hayes right now. Um, That's fair. Yeah, I mean, and and lucky for them too. It's it's only three years, and they did it right before he turned 35, which is great because then they don't get stuck with that, you know, stupid clause if he retires or you know whatever. Um, Corey Perry, though, I, I love this one, too. This is a, like, you know, a prove it again kind of contract. You know, go out there, 
you know, put up some points, put up some goals, and, uh, you know, he could be a nice little depth guy on the third line where he's not counted on to be the guy like he was in Anaheim anymore. And, you know, hey, there's a little motivation to say, you know, prove the rest of the league wrong where they he got written off by Anaheim. It was like, okay, not really written off because it was very heartfelt goodbye, but, um, you know, just he he could be a a nice, nice little piece for them. Yeah, yeah. I love it. Um, and a great power play guy too. Um, uh, Ryan Hartman also acquired from the Philadelphia Flyers for the Dallas Stars. So another another nice move, a third line kind of kind of thing. And that was really Dallas's problem was their depth outside of that top line. They weren't getting as much production. Rube Hints did come in and and create some. I I don't know if really if you want Hints as more than a third line center in an ideal world. I think he's a really good third line center, and I think if you're going to win a cup. That's probably where you want to slot him. Uh, a couple of things that we, I did forget to mention before we move on to uh, to our next team, which is your Detroit Red Wings. Uh, of course, Arizona did acquire Phil Kessel. That is uh, sure we did skip over we, that. A we did bit. skip over yeah. some of the trades. That's my fault. Uh, and they also acquired Carl Soderberg from the uh, from the Colorado Avalanche. So a nice move. What do you think of the Kessel deal? Kessel deal. I I like it. I think I think Arizona desperately needed like a star player, right? You know, yeah. they haven't really had that since oh man, I don't even know. You could go back as far as say Jeremy Rona, Keith Kachuk. I mean those those guys. I mean Oliver Ekman Larson. Yeah, yeah, okay. Like, uh, yeah, 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 okay. He's but I mean just, like a forward. The I'm thing sorry. is that he's just not a star because he's in Arizona, right? That's, like well, yeah. If he was on any other team, he would be probably considered. But here's here's what I suggest, right? You have if you're Arizona and then listen up marketing people because I will freaking kill arizona if they don't do this you have a, a single ticket and i'm sure i've seen this on twitter a couple times already and it just it it brought a little twinkle to my eye but have a single game ticket for 81 dollars. right you get the the ticket and unlimited hot dogs call it the phil kessel package and- dude <laughs> dude yes please just yes please so that would good. be genius um also buffalo sabers did bring in colin miller and Jimmy VC. So two other two other nice moves. I did say the Sabres were a little empty on the signings. They at least I mean Jimmy VC, I don't think he's much more than a third line guy. Um he can, no, he can but score I, you some goals. I think Buffalo's thinking maybe this kid, you know, gets back in the form where he was when he was so highly touted from college, you know, and it pays off. But if not, yeah, whatever. It's at least I got some depth there. Yeah. And Colin Colin Miller does does help to shore up their their defense no, a like little it, bit. And but. That's why you have the opportunity between him and Montour to possibly trade, you know, Ristolainen if you want to. Yeah. Yeah. Uh Carolina Hurricanes also bringing in of course they got Patrick Marlowe, but <laughs> that uh that quickly was he was bought out. Uh but they traded for Eric Howla and I really like that move for Eric Carolina. Yeah, good move. Uh a nice centerpiece. You play the wing and play center. And I think Carolina is the one team, you know, sometimes these teams kind of come out of nowhere and they surprise everybody. Well, it was more or less like finally they made the playoffs, but it was the players who produced that surprised, I think. And it's nice when you see those teams go out and continue to, to make moves and they don't rest on their laurels. Sometimes you see these teams and they're like, yeah, we've got a good team now. And they don't really do enough to, 
to build in some of the pieces. And so I do, I do like that move. Yeah. Be interesting uh, though, uh, to see what they, if they can get, um, Justin Williams locked back up because he's, he's one of those, I mean, inspirational guys, just great leaders in a locker room that they, they have to have in there. I think he, he needs to come back and sign again. Yeah. And, and he said he's probably leaning to playing, but they're going to wait. Yeah, sure. Gonna, he's going to yeah. wait. Um, okay. Let's go to your Red Wings. Red Wings signed a couple two million or two years six million dollar deals one to Valtteri Filppula and the other to Patrick Nemeth uh, the defenseman and then of course Calvin Pickard signs a two-year deal a former Toronto Maple Leaf Philadelphia Flyer and uh yeah well, your thoughts on what the Red Wings did yeah um or didn't do well I didn't expect them to do much you know Iserman is you know he said it when he came over here he said he's you know I'm not looking to build through free agency uh this is going to be long and painful I'm going to build through the draft so you know i i understand the the patrick nemeth move he's a solid stay-at-home defenseman and i think if you're going to pair him with maybe like um you know some of our younger d guys that you know move the puck skate a little bit yeah uh, he's a solid you know solid guy to have back there protecting the net um you know in case you know somebody does something stupid on the back end um and then it gives you a little bit of an opportunity too if you want to move a guy like mike green you don't feel so bad or empty and have to rely more on younger guys as you're trying to you know not only build for the future but you know slightly improve your team um and same said with calvin you know pickard right i i like the signing it gives the wings a little bit of depth you know jimmy howard's been you know plagued with injuries over the last few years most of his career so there's a possibility he might go down and you've got a solid guy who can step in and play if you need him to and Valtteri Filippo this one was a little bit more puzzling one to me um he obviously wanted to come back right I I understand that and you know but at three million dollars I'm like okay uh, maybe you overpaid for a guy who's at this point in his career is primarily a third line-ish fourth line center uh, type guy who kills penalties and can chip in on offense every once in a while. Because, I mean, you know, you you might get – I'd be happy if you get 25 to 30 points out of Phillips, right? That would be fine. Yeah, he um, had 31 this last year. Okay. 17 goals. So right. Seven, I mean, the 17 goals uh, was actually the uh, his best season since 2013-14. That's actually kind of shocking. Yeah, yeah, his best uh, goal goal total. But I, I think maybe this might speak more towards uh, you know the Wings' desire to put Anthony Sio back on the wing, right? They just maybe tried. They tried at the end of the year putting him at center. It was fine, but it wasn't great. So maybe they just see, okay, this kid's better on the wing, and maybe we can throw him up with Larkin, the two fastest skaters we have, and yeah, just let him go out there and yeah. skate. It gives a little. you a little more freedom to to do some things. Yeah. And at three million bucks, he's easily tradable if if you needed to trade him, or you sure. Can, you could put him in the minors, and he might have a no. I don't think he has a no. Well, no he's he's, he he's one of those 35 contracts. I don't think you can move those guys. Oh, can you? 35 plus? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, to the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, do you, what do you want to grade your team there for what they did? Wings, C plus. Yeah, B- I'm mean, actually give them a B. Okay. Because I like that they didn't do much. Okay. Well, in that aspect, they essentially, then, yeah. They essentially did exactly like, yeah, you, go, you have to go. You have to get somebody because players have to play for you. Yeah, you go and they get guys that they know. First off, you know, and Steve Eiserman was there when Philpola was there, and Philpola played for him played in him. Tampa, yeah. right? Yeah, he did. He played for him. Uh, didn't play with him. I understand that for sure. Uh, and so, so that move makes a lot of sense. And then Nemeth, he's only twenty-seven years old, or 20, 27, 27, 28. Yeah. So I, I do like the move. 
because you know maybe he's a guy who can help along some of your younger defensemen. Right. Yeah. The only the only and you're probably going to lose a few defensemen here. Sure. I think he's kind of a replacement for Cronwall. Yeah, maybe. And Not we don't know if Cronwall will still come back. He still may. The only you know problem I have with maybe these few signings is now you're taking up roster spots where I would have liked to have seen maybe more opportunity for some of the younger players to step in and see what they can do now. But uh, well, you know. a bunch of guys are going to get dealt at the deadline. I sure, think, sure, so. absolutely. So I think he'll you know like a Mike Green, he's gone at the deadline. No, absolutely. Or sometime during the season. So is. Uh, so is Trevor Daly. Trevor Daly, yeah. Maybe you find somebody to take Erickson at the <gasps> deadline too, but <laughs> probably not. Yeah. Uh, okay, Edmonton Oilers. Alex Chason signs a two-year, $4.3 million deal. And Mike Smith, the big signing for them, at a $2 million cap hit, but there's bonuses involved. Could get him up to 3.75. And those are really the big moves that they made. They, uh, Yeah, they, they didn't do a whole lot here mostly because they weren't really able to because of the salary gap but they do go out and bring in their goalie and this is ken holland you know very well and i mean i think that he you know he's probably comfortable with mike smith doing some team canada stuff with him True. uh thoughts on what the oilers did and i don't think they made any trades so. yeah i i didn't expect them to just because of their cap situation um they signed a bunch of depth guys. We talked about it. Alex Chason, uh, Thomas Yurko comes in, Brad Malone, these, you know, these third, fourth liner guys. Um, but the Mike Smith signing to me, I enjoyed just because one, um, you know, I'm not really sold on their goaltending situation right now as it is. And so, you know, Mike Smith can provide, um, you know, one year, if not, maybe get signed for another one after this season. A uh, little bit of a stopgap because he is a guy who could come in and take over that goaltending situation. You know, if he pans out pretty well, yeah, um, we'll see if he can stay healthy all year. That's, well, that's that's the key, and he has familiarity with Dave Tippett. He played with him in Arizona, and it, it was a had his a, best years. With yeah, him. good relationship. So you know, who knows? Maybe he gets in for forty games, fifty games a season, and uh, you know, helps get Edmonton close to a playoff spot. All right, uh, the Florida Panthers, Sergey Bobrovsky, a seven-year, seventy million dollar deal. Brett Connolly, a four-year, $14 million, And Anton Strawman, a three-year, $16.5 million deal. So some big signings. Uh, all in all, those three players rack up a uh, $19 million in cap space for the Florida Panthers. Ooh. Your thoughts on what the Panthers did? Love everything they did, honestly. As Except- well as bringing in Scott Darling. <laughs> yes. They also brought, they brought in your boy. And bought him out. And bottom out. And bottom out. Uh, yeah, the I, I loved... Okay, first off, Achari. Probably my most underrated signing. Uh, Nolachari. Yes, yeah. Nolachari is uh, out of great, Boston. Yeah, great depth guy that they had in Boston. He was fantastic, I think, for, for that team, which is you know part of the reason why they got so far in the playoffs was their depth on mm-hmm. that third and fourth line. Yep. And they got out and get him for under a couple million dollars, 1. which was 6, shopping. One point six million. Yeah, very shocking. Some bonuses, but yeah, sure. Yeah, so he'll be he'll be great because again, Florida really needed depth, uh, you know, on that third and fourth line to produce. And uh, Sergey Bobrovsky, they get their guy now. We talked about it a little bit on our last show about you know overpaying for goaltenders. So we'll see if this pans out for him. You know, they get the guy they wanted to all along. Um, I'm not quite sure if paying ten million dollars for a starting goaltender is worth it now in the NHL. But I think it's worth it. Right now, right now, sure. Is it going to be worth? Is this contract going to be worth it in four years? Right, when other guys are up for more money. If he's become like Corey Schneider, yeah, or or even like what what I'm referring to is he's blocking other guys from getting money and then bringing in other pieces. That ability, right? 
I mean, we don't know where the cap's going to be. We don't know where the new CBA is going to go. Um, so who knows? But like the signing, it's great that they got their guy. They needed an upgrade in goal because that was their biggest problem. I think they were number two on the power play, number 10 of the penalty kill or something like that. Uh, so their special teams are great. Uh, Anton Strahlman, maybe overpaid a little bit. But again, they needed a little bit of help on D. So, and especially a defenseman who can play defense, right? And that's that's his specialty kill, now. Yeah, he's not so much the offensive guy he once was, but he's a good defensive defenseman. And Brett Connolly, this is a guy who had a little falling out, uh, then came over to Washington after you know being a first round draft pick in Tampa, proved it that he's still capable of scoring some goals, and he could be a second, third line guy. I don't know where you want to slot him in yet, but um, you know maybe this makes a guy like Mike Hoffman or Danendoff just you know uh, tradable this season so they can go out and save a little bit of cap space and you know do with it what they will in the years to come with guys that need new deals okay uh the la kings did nothing signed martin firk so uh that fucking sucks uh yeah sorry red they're, wings they're going to continue to be bad and uh minnesota wild they made some some uh, interesting moves i'd say uh they they do sign ryan hartman and then Matt Zuccarello, a five-year, $30 million deal, $6 million cap hit for a 31-year-old Matt How is Zuccarello. this team getting younger? How are they supposed to be getting younger when they keep signing these old Eric Stahls and Matt Zuccarellos? Now, I don't hate Zook at all. He, I, he's he, a good player. He had 37 points last year. I know it was in 46 games, but, I mean, he's. He, it just seems like, all right, he had a, he had a year where he got injured. A couple times he was hurt. A couple times, yeah. And then you signed him to a six-year deal, a five-year deal, worth a lot of money. Uh, yeah, Matt Zuccarello, you know, they told him he's what, like he's like a snake or something like that when he was playing or a lizard or some crap like that. Right. See that? Uh, I mean, he's fine. I think that he at least maybe in his shelf life increased because of the way that the league has gone. It's like all-out speed. I just really don't like the length of that contract. No, and it'll be okay for the first couple of years, but I think those last few years, I don't. Yeah, I mean, yeah. to me, well, like you're right. Like, what are I mean, what are the Minnesota Wild doing? Yeah, we don't know if they're rebuilding, they're retooling, or if they're just trying to make a push. But they're they're not doing anything they're, that anybody can figure out. That's for lot, sure. Yeah, they've got a lot of old guys. <laughs> yeah, a lot of old players. So. Uh, good luck. Maybe now you finally figure out if you want to trade Z- Jason Zucker now. I don't know. Maybe he's too young for this team. I'm not sure. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he might, he just might be, uh, he submits a no, a, a 10 team, no trade list as Jason Zucker. So that can, that can create some challenges, but, uh, I understand that Kadri gave a no trade list and, uh, Calgary was on his list. On the list. They were going to trade him for probably a Brody and something. And yeah. Interesting. And ended up. I think the deal from Colorado was better, so I'm happy about it. But uh, yeah, let's. I mean that that's really the the move that they made. Let's move on to uh, the Montreal Canadiens. Oh, and I'll I'll give I'll give that particular deal. That's like, man, that is a it's a hard C plus. Like it has the ability to help you, but it also is going to come. It's going to come crashing down quickly. I think. Yeah, I'm with you on I, that I think C+. Plus. It, you're going to see him getting these 30-point years and going, wow, he's got 30, 38 points. And Well, when everybody around him is getting older and has he has nobody to pass the puck to, what are you going to do? There he's go. just going to get worse. Yeah. The Montreal Canadiens, they sign Sebastian Ajo and lose him because the 
Carolina Hurricanes match. So instead, they go out and they sign Ben Chariot to a three-year, $10.5 million deal defenseman. And then also they bring in Keith Kincaid, who was traded to the Columbus Blue Jackets, I believe. That's right? true. Yes. And uh, so they, they bring him in, him in here for one year. And then they also sign Nick Cousins today to a one-year, $1 million deal. Uh, they tried to be active. They tried to do something. And it was thwarted by evil Tom Dundon. You <laughs> jerk. Yeah, uh, just some depth signing here. I like Keith Kincaid. He He's a fine backup. I, well, not a fine backup, but he's okay. He's better than Niemi was last year, that's for sure. So um, I guess you can consider that an upgrade in net. I'm not really sure if you're going to give him more than 10, 15 games anyways, but we'll sure, see. Sure. Um, yeah, Ben Chariot. Uh, Chariot, whatever you want to call him. Chariot, yeah. Yeah, I know. Uh Ben Chariot. I mean, honestly, he's he's a number five defenseman on a team. They man. overpaid hard. I don't did. understand. Like, I mean, for what they were going to give Aho, which is a great payment, and then to overpay Chariot. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. Give this uh, C minus. Okay, uh, the Nashville Predators signed Matt Duchesne, seven years, fifty six million bucks. Uh, I love this signing. He finally gets to Nashville. They tried to get him forever. They actually had him for a minute during that three way trade right. that they did with Ottawa. Uh, I think in the end, all this works out for the Nashville Predators, and they get their guy. They get him at a good cap hit, eight million bucks. He'll be thirty-six years old when this contract is up. It's the perfect timing for them. And or, oh, sorry, he'll be thirty-five. It's eight. It's a seven-year deal, sorry. And so, really, it's a, I think a great deal for everyone involved here. Yeah, love it. He's building a home right now in Nashville, so. Uh, you know he's a country guy, plays guitar. Now, the only question for Nashville now is, what do you do with Cal Turris? Are they going to try to move him? Are they going to just hope that he works out again and have three very, you know, three pricey centers? But now my bigger question too is, Duchesne is he first or second line center on this team? Does he slot him behind Johansson or above him? I mean, I, I would think the hope is that he slots above him, but I, I, I don't think, think it matters. So. I think I think you're looking at like Tavares Matthews very light. Sure. You yeah, know, you've got you've got two guys who are pretty equal, and then you have a third guy who is really a, a a two three. So if you have any injuries, they can all slot up into the top six. But I think ideally, you go, you you've got. I don't think there really is much of a like. This is line number one. This is line no, number two. It's more definitely you, not. Who it are you going to rely on? Maybe I guess maybe. Let me ask then. Who plays with Forsberg? Then is it Duchesne or Johansson? Yeah, I think uh, I don't know because Dush- or Johansson has played with him, right? And so I think the obvious, like the but you initial- want more out of Forsberg still, it's right? Like, you're like, right. Oh man, I think yeah, I think so. You're right, you probably give Duchesne a try. Uh, the New Jersey Devils they trade for PK Subban, and uh, that was their their massive move that they did, uh, giving up pretty much just a few peanuts and the first round pick. Yeah, or, good move. No, no, no first round pick. Sec- a couple second round picks, right? right? So yeah. Because Nashville needed to move salary. Uh, a phenomenal move by the New Jersey Devils. Probably the best move made in this offseason. Uh, he's going to change that locker. And we did talk about the trade in the last show. You can check it out. Uh, but Wayne Simmons signs with the Devils a one-year, $5 million deal. And for this New Jersey Devils team, I feel like this may be the perfect fit. Yeah. I think so. He's, I think he's, he might be able to play alongside Taylor Hall. It's possible on that like top on the line. Power play. Yeah. You well, put you put Wayne Simmons in front. You got Tyler Taylor Hall. You get those hands. I mean, 
Say what you want about Wayne Simmons, but he still has good hands. Yeah, I think I think there's two reasons you bring in a guy like Wayne Simmons, right? One, we know the leadership ability. We, I mean, what was that award? He just won the NHL awards for best leader, the Mark Messier award. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, yeah. So we know his leadership ability, and the, I think the for, we feel bad for you award. <laughs> yeah, and I think for a team that you know just brought in, uh, you know. Jack Hughes and is is trying to get a little bit younger and rebuild here. Uh, he's a great mentor to have in the locker room. But then too, you know, he's a great, great power forward type guy. Now the league has sort of died out a little bit in terms of power forwards anymore. But um, you know, this is a perfect opportunity for him to go out and prove that he can still be a threat in a top six role. And so maybe you know he goes out and puts up twenty and twenty, and then New Jersey's like, okay, great, let's give him another deal. Yeah, for three years. Yeah, and I, I'm, I'm I'm hoping for him. I'm hopeful for him. I hope yeah. that it works out. He's kind of your like, you know, Patrick Maroon and him similar, but just Wayne Simmons younger and, and a little bit more production has had more production over right. the course of time. But I think after what you saw Saint, him do with St. Louis in the playoffs, if he gets an opportunity in the playoffs, he could be a monster. And I think that's what they're betting on. Yeah. Give that one a B. The New York Islanders take a guess at what the last trade that they made. The last trade. I wouldn't even know. Last trade they made was with Toronto to acquire Matt Martin on July 3rd, 2018. All right. So it has officially been more than one year since Lou Lamarillo has made any trades. Can't say I'm shocked. It's just, just interesting. Uh, they make three pretty big splashes, uh, so re-signing two of their own, uh, Jordan Eberle to a real team-friendly contract, five years, $27.5 million. That's $5.5 million cap hit. And then Anders Lee signs seven years, $49 million. That's a $7 million cap hit. So they keep their captain. Thank the Lord. They don't have to get a third captain. Uh, and then Semyon Varlamov comes in and is their new goaltender. Four years for $20 million, a $5 million cap hit. So him and Thomas Grice will share the net. Yeah. Thomas Grice gets to share the net with someone else. <laughs> Yeah, third year. He is the consummate backup. He is. Like, what a guy. He's, he. oh, you're our starter now. Nope, you're the backup again. And he just keeps on doing his thing, and he's always been pretty good. And hasn't complained one bit either. Haven't heard one peer about him. Probably, maybe he's good. <laughs> well, that's possible, too. No, he's yeah. Now, I, I'm not sure, too, Anders Lee, right? He, he didn't sign until after Panarin signed in New York, so you wonder sometimes, because you, you heard all these rumors about the Islanders trying to make a push, right? So right, they I wonder, were trying to sign Panarin. Yeah, so I sure. wonder if they're like, oh, crap, we couldn't sign Panarin. Let's go get Anders Lee locked up because now we need some offense. Or Anders, hey, why don't you hold off? We're going to try to sign Panarin, and then we're going to work your deal around it. Like, I wonder which one of those scenarios were I really going on. I think it was on. probably likely the second. Like, okay. They were trying to keep Anders. They, and they have the cap space to do it. Sure. So they're trying to keep Anders Lee. I think that Jordan Eberle, Jordan Eberle really did them a favor. Five and a half million for Jordan Eberle. When you think Jordan Eberle or Matt Zuccarello, who do you want? Oh, Eberle all day. And they got him for 500000 less per year. And, and he's, he's also younger. two years younger. Yeah, Eberle in the, the playoffs? Same exact length of deal. Right. Eberle in the playoffs was great for them. He's And, and he's re- I think he's just coming into his own. I think that he was probably mismanaged horribly in Edmonton. Oh, there's no doubt. Who hasn't been. So, yeah, I, I think it's a great deal. I, I like the moves for the Islanders in terms of what they did. I just don't really think they added enough to really, like, this last year Take was them to such the next a level. Well, yeah, right. This last year was that year where it was like, 
no one believes in us. Let's go out there. Barry Trotz got them all fired up, and they, they were able to go do something that no one expected them to do. Well, next year, you know what? They almost won their division. Do you think the teams are going to come out and underestimate this team next year? All. No, they're going to be going out and going. This team was in the second round last Swept year. Swept Pittsburgh. Yes. And so, so no one's going to be caught off guard by them. And there's not the like, we were screwed by you kind of thing anymore. Anders Lee signed in New York. So you don't get that this year. Right. <laughs> so I, I do think that the Islanders maybe take a step back. I don't think that it'll be necessarily out of the playoffs. But there are some other teams coming in that uh, metropolitan division. Oh, for sure. And one of them is... One uh, of them is the New York Rangers oh, who boy. acquired what they, they got. Acquired a lot. Uh, Jacob Truba from the Winnipeg Jets. And then they also signed Artemi Panarin. So there's your two two big moves. Let's not forget about Capococco. And of, of course, oh yes. Gosh. Of course, the draft, yes. Capococco. New Jersey Devils. Yeah, they got yeah. Jack Hughes. Yeah. So... Our Temi Panarin signs for seven years, $81.5 million. That's an $11.6 million cap hit. He is now the second highest paid player what is it, like in the NHL. $8,000 more than Matthews? Than Matthews, yeah. Just to have that bragging right. Just to have it. Uh, go ahead. You're also old. So you, get it, like, <laughs> you, you get that because you're a UFA. Uh, and then, of course, Jacob Truba, who needs still needs a contract for the Rangers. but He'll get one. Uh, what are your thoughts on this Panarin signing? Uh... Boy, you know what? I I don't mind it, honestly, because to me, you look at him in Columbus, right? I mean, maybe, yeah, they they probably overpaid a couple bucks. But again, I, I keep hearing that, you know, some teams like Columbus were trying to offer as much as $13, $14 million for him. He obviously did not want to play there. Right. So, <laughs> yeah, when you're turning down that kind of money to say, oh, no, I'd rather be the second highest paid player, paid player in the league and play here than to be the highest over right. here. So, right. um I when I looked at him in Columbus and even in Chicago, right? He's he's a line driver. There's not many wings that can say that they're a wingers that can say they're line drivers. And you know, right. he, Patrick Kane, Ovechkin, they're they're the select few of those guys that really can produce on their own, regardless who's playing at center or on the other wing. So I think just to get their guy, New York, yeah, maybe they overpaid a little bit because I wouldn't have been more comfortable giving him you know more than ten million dollars. But still, he's gonna freaking be great there now. You know, does he play with Zabinajad? Does he do they go find him another center? Who knows? Um, but I think now this gives, you know, the city of New York something to to smile about a little bit outside of that draft pick and Truba trade. Yeah, they may be uh a sleeper for the playoffs. They could. Absolutely. Uh let's go Ottawa Senators. I did make a mistake earlier, I will admit it. I know it doesn't happen often, but uh, Nikita Zaitsev wasn't dealt to the Colorado Avalanche. It was of course Callie Rosen. Zaitsev and Connor Brown dealt to the Ottawa Senators. Uh, and in in exchange for uh, for what, like Ben Harper and uh, Cody Cece and Aaron Luchik. And you know Zaitsev, I, I heard today in a news conference um, that he waived his no trade clause to go there. Yes, yes which was kind of shocking to me. I don't know if it's that he just well, he didn't want to be in Toronto. <laughs> well, I knew I knew that, but I mean, like, is that really the only team that they could find to take him? You know, it's like maybe, or did he just not want to move that far? And so, well, it's like, okay. and they also. The Leafs needed to take somebody from Ottawa who was gonna like they needed to be able to deal Cody Cece, and I think that probably the Leafs were it was it was just a match made in heaven. Sure, I mean Cody Cece makes exactly what Zeitz have made this year. Like the Leafs, the Leafs re-signed Cody Cece to a one-year, four and a half million dollar deal, which is what Zeitz have makes, and so it kind of all made sense. Uh, the Senators were bu- were busy though. Uh, they signed 
uh, Anthony Duclair they re-signed. Uh, a bunch of re-signings that they had. But Ron Hainsey and Tyler Ennis also come come over from Toronto, uh, both signing one-year deals. Hainsey getting $3.5 million, pretty good for a guy who's 38 years old. Yeah, he's going to be the guy that's going to you know mentor those younger guys. Shabbat. He's yeah. gonna, I think he's going to play with Shabbat. It wouldn't shock me. Yeah, it'd be a great move, and of course Ottawa's new coach, former Toronto coach. So there you go. They bring in Zaitsev, Connor Brown, Ron Hainsey, and Tyler Ennis, all coming over from Toronto. So basically, uh, Toronto's farm team gets a little bit richer. Yeah, give that a. Sal, <laughs> <laughs> he gets it. Take him a second. Uh, yeah. That's funny. Ottawa, that's funny. so cute. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, that's a. Uh, they did what they needed to do. I, I think that it, it, it's a deal that works out for everybody. I think that they kind of, Ottawa's kind of, remember like Ottawa was like, oh yeah, hey, we'll help you with Dion Phaneuf too. Like they're just the team that the Leafs call, hey, we got another guy we screwed up on. We signed him to a bad deal. We need you to take him. <laughs> oh my gosh. Did you hear over the weekend uh, at the Rolling Stones concert about Eugene Melnick ran into, I can't remember. Some MP, yeah. The politician, what's or her name? PM, a, a Lisa McLeod, I think that's her name. Yeah. Or anyways. She yeah. told me he was an effing idiot or something. Yeah, effing loser. And I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> Just too funny. Yikes. Uh, okay, the Philadelphia Flyers, they made some, they have made some moves. Obviously, they, they acquired uh, Kevin Hayes. They got Matt Niskanen from Washington for uh, Radko Gudis. They got Justin Braun from San Jose. Tyler Pitlick from Dallas. And then they go and they sign Kevin Hayes to that fatty seven-year, $50 million deal. Uh, they get Travis Sanheim relocked up. They sign Brian Elliott again. And that's pretty much the uh, the story on the Philadelphia Flyers. Of course, you know, they made, uh, they made small moves. But uh, your thoughts on what the Flyers have been able to do this offseason? Yeah, a D for me right now. They've done a lot. They've done a lot. But they're getting a D grade for me because... It's not so much about quantity as it is quality, right? I like the Brian Elliott signing because when healthy, he's he's good. He's a decent goalie. Yeah, yeah. he's good. And so backup Carter Hart. Exactly. You get a you get a veteran guy who comes in there, and mentors a young Carter Hart. Great signing. Love it. Kevin Hayes overpaid by at least a solid million dollars for that, and that contract's going to really for a guy who's big going to slow well. down. Yeah, it exactly. Will not age well. He will not. After three, I think in three years we're going to look back and be like, ooh, what the frick did we do? Maybe a uh, a Milan Lucic kind of deal. <laughs> well, they better hope this, the new CBA comes with a buyout clause because they might have to use it. Yeah, there you go. Um, okay, well, the, so the yes, I would agree. The Philadelphia Flyers kind of did a like let's really just shuffle up the bottom and we'll leave the top. They they it's been a while since the Flyers have really done a lot to acquire a top top level talent. Yeah, like they made that that move with. Uh, with the St. Louis Blues and traded away Braden Shen, and that worked out really well for them. <laughs> yeah, Leterra, very, very good, very Oops. good. Uh, but yeah, they they really haven't done much to shake up the top six. I would say, you know, they they lose Wayne Simmons. I, I mean, Kevin Hayes is in the top six, but I think ideally on a really good team, Kevin Hayes is your third line center. But they're paying him seven million bucks a year, so he definitely can't be their third line center. So, uh, the Pittsburgh Penguins, they signed their big splash. Brandon Tanev, a six-year, $21 million deal. That's three and a half a year. Uh, and that's, you know, other, other than that, they traded away Phil Kessel. They acquire much maligned Alex Galchenyuk. And do the Pittsburgh Penguins, like, have they addressed their issue with, with not having the offense no, anymore? No, not at all. 
know? Brandon Tenev, I I absolutely I, I like hated. The, I don't mind the move. I hated it. No, yeah, no, you hated I it. I hated it. I think they you wouldn't I well, I didn't so much mind the money as I hated the term, right? This is a guy to me that is not going to be in your top six at all. You're paying him six years, and for a team that's cap-strapped right now... He did have what? 29 points this last oh, year. Oh, 29. Oh, boy. For a, for a defenseman, though, a 30-point defenseman... <sighs> no, he's a winger. Three and a half. Oh, yeah, he's a winger. Yeah. Why am I thinking he's a defenseman? Because there's Tenev and Vancouver, who's a defenseman, that's so that's what probably what you're thinking of. of. Whoops. Uh, yeah, that's what I thought first when I signed this. I'm like, wait, how the frick? And so... It's the off-season. Right. <laughs> so at three and a half million dollars... This guy's going to be on your third line, and he's going to be sitting there for the next six years. Like, how are you addressing the offense for a guy that had one decent season, his one be- decent season well, in Winnipeg, and this is his best season, right? And he every he other season, points. 18, 10 points, maybe at best, eighteen points, yeah. So, yeah. what guy are you going to get who hasn't really proved anything? You know, more than one good season, and you give him six years. What the frick? C minus. Get out of here, Jim. Bye. Well, uh, sounds like you want to give it an F. I well. I, <laughs> Jim Rutherford has kind of like he's in two years ago Sackic territory. Like we're like, what are you doing, dude? Like, yeah, we he, all had visions of how this Jack team Johnson didn't understand it. Weird, it hasn't panned out. Moves. I mean, bad signings. I mean, he's always had these bad signings. I didn't mind the trade so much with the Phil Kessel trade because they get a good prospect. They get a guy Alex Galchenyuk who still has good potential. He's still a decent hockey player, so you're not completely losing out, but and that's why they're only getting a C minus from me right now. So Okay. Um let's go uh next team up is the San Jose, San Jose Sharks. And San Jose, they have signed a lot of guys. Uh oh I don't know why that just went away. There we go. Nope. It's not going away. Nope. You messed up you just messed up cat friendly. It's broken. Cap friendly. I broke cap friendly. Crap. Yeah. Okay. Timo Meyer, right? Four years, $24 million, six a season for 22 year old kid. Uh, I'm a big fan of it. Love this kid. He has a lot of potential. I think he's a great second line guy. So at $6 million, I think, you know, you're going to get well worth your production out of him. But the big signing, Eric Carlson, eight years, $92 million, 11.5 per. Yeah, he's now the fourth highest paid player in the league, highest paid defenseman in the NHL, and is coming off a relatively down year, <laughs> a down last year and a Granted, half. Granted, he did have surgery in the offseason, so... Yes. But the bigger concern for me, and this is why I'm giving San Jose a C plus. Yes, you got the guy you traded for locked up. That counts for something. Timo Meyer... Cost you an extra first round pick. Right. Uh, for... For a potential guy, if he's healthy, a talent like that, sure. Okay, that's probably worth it. But um, the fact that between Eric Carlson, Brent Burns, and Vlasic, right, the next at least six years, you've got all three of these guys locked up until Burns' deal gets out. You've got, oh, roughly $27 million tied up in these three guys. For one, Burns is 34 years old, right? Yeah, he's got to start slowing down at some point. His production like that. Yeah, but maybe I mean he's already according to Drew Doughty, he already can't play defense. So there's that. Right. So there's uh, that. But maybe it's that. That's just not the kind of player that he is. Like he's he's your power play specialist. He's you know that's the kind of guy that he'll sure he'll kind of float back. And his minutes are probably going to start to diminish a little bit. Yeah, yeah. They're going to probably try to pump Carlson into that lineup a lot more. Um, I mean, we did see it with 
you know, St. Louis this past season, having two solid guys that could play 25, 30 minutes a night, paid pay dividends for them. And maybe that's what San Jose's hoping Burns and Carlson could do. I don't see it. Uh, and then you got to wonder what kind of Carlson you're going to get. Are you going to get the injury plagued one or do you finally get the healthy one that can play a whole season? Because if that's the case, great. This deal is going to look really good for, you know, five years if he's healthy. Well, I wouldn't say going to look really good, but it's going to be fine for them. Yeah. But to have that much money tied up in three defensemen instead of three forwards. It's not necessarily that all that money is tied up in Eric Carlson. It's the other two that is sure. a little concerning, but uh, let's, let's go to the St. Louis blues, the St. Louis blues. They win the Stanley cup. And uh, I felt like in terms of July 1st draft, any movement, they just, they were one of those teams that went, eh, we won the cup. We don't need to make any yeah, moves. Why rock the boat? They, they re-signed Carl Gunnarsson to a real team-friendly two-year, $3.5 million deal. Uh, they signed Derek Pouliot one year, $700,000. Like, Sammy Blaze signs one-year deal. So they don't do a whole lot. Uh, I'm wondering, like, to me, the St. Louis Blues weren't your stereotypical, like, wow, that was a powerhouse team that just won the Cup. They rode something special to the Stanley Cup final. So to me, it's... I'm wondering if their lack of moves right now is going to come back to bite them later. Like they didn't do enough to, to shake it up, to keep the, the team hungry. And you, you maybe you're being too loyal to certain guys. Maybe that, that, that could happen. But again, I think they proved the value in having good goaltending and having solid defense back there to move the puck. And so if, I mean, look, if you can, you can get, you know, Alex Petrangelo signed up next season and get him extended, which they probably will get him extended. Um, not sure what term, but it's probably going to be too long now because he's yeah. 30 by the time he signs that deal. But, you know, these two guys are going to be great for the franchise for the next five, six years. So uh, now they just got to work on Bingington, right? What kind of deal do you get him? He's an RFA. He hasn't signed yet. Um, you know, are you going to give him a long-term contract, which I'm sure he probably wants that eight year deal. But if you're, yeah, who doesn't, <laughs> right. But if you're, you know, Bingington too, because you know, St. Louis in their back pocket is saying, Oh, well you only did it for one season. You know, and what it, if, what if Bennington is, is uh, like 25 years later, Jim Carrey, Jim. Yeah. Well, that's the thing that you got to worry about, right? That, that one hot season. So if you're and, and Jim Carrey, he was, it was that lockout year. There was only 48 games. So he's unbelievable. Right. 48 games. <laughs> Right, he's so yeah. Bingington, small sample size, right? So, I mean, granted, I I believe Bingington is not the same as Jim Carrey. I think he's going to be fine. Sure, um, but I would rather take you know a little bit more money, give him, you know what, four and a half, five mil for three years, yeah. and let him go prove it, and then you can extend him for another five years after that if you want or whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I good goaltending. They got solid D. So I don't really think you need to make too many more moves. Again, the formula worked pretty good for them last season. So just keep at it, and then maybe at the deadline you go try and pick something up. They'll but probably re-sign Patrick Maroon. I would probably, guess. yeah. He hasn't signed anywhere yet. Um, the Tampa Bay Lightning they sign Curtis McElhaney to a two-year, two point six million dollar deal. Really like that move. A nice backup goaltender that can really take pressure off Andre Vasilevsky. Uh, didn't really like. Uh, who's their back? Louis Domingue. Louis Domingue, yeah. He, just, no, he wasn't good. Even though he won like 10 in a row, he still wasn't that good. No, his save percentage was like 870 yeah. for those 10 yeah. games. Uh, they, they signed Luke Witkowski to a two-year deal. 
uh, former Red Wing, right? And yep. then uh, Braden Coburn. And to a former deal. Lightning. Love the deal, Braden Coburn, uh, two-year, $3.4 bucks. Getting Braden Coburn under at $1.7 a year, uh, that's that's a nice move by the Lightning. I like it. It's very movable contract, too, if they ever Oh, absolutely. So, and then Cedric Paquette signs two years with $3.3 million. Um, I, I could leave that deal. I could I could have let I, – I think that Paquette will probably be a player they look to move. I, I just production-wise, he hasn't really ever produced a whole lot. He's had some glimpse of greatness here and there. Not really even greatness, but just he plays well with friends, I think. So okay. they, they keep him around. Well, hey. But I think that he's maybe a guy that you know, when you need some space, 1.65, you're going to go, ah, he's like the Connor Brown of the Tampa Bay Lightning. That extra ah, little chip some, to. We need some space. We're gonna, we need to deal you. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I I like all these signings. I think they went out and addressed goaltending depth a lot. I mean, Spencer Martin, Curtis McElhaney, uh, you know, Scott Wedgwood. They went and got guys that they know can play, you know, you know, third or fourth down the road and, you know, if injuries catch up with them. But McElhaney, even more impressive. They give him two years, which is what he probably wanted more than anything else. So he gets some yep. you know, some stability back there. And he's a guy too, so you can you can put him in for thirty games this season and give, you know, Vasilevsky exactly. some rest. Yeah, exactly. And uh, doesn't have big, to be exhausted. No, and the bigger question <laughs> the bigger question is, you know, how much is Braden Point gonna cost him? So we'll see. The Toronto Maple Leafs. They were busy. Uh, four players acquired by, or five players acquired by uh, trade. They had Cody Cece, Ben Harper from the Ottawa Senators, and Aaron Luchuk, Luchuk, and then Tyson Berry and Alex Kerfoot from the Colorado Avalanche. They subsequently go and sign Kerfoot to a four-year, $14 million deal, Cody Cece to a one-year, $4.5 million deal. They signed Jason Spezza from the Stars, just a UFA, one-year, 700000 with no bonuses. That's a league minimum said he came there because he wanted to win a cup with his hometown. And then they do go out and they re-sign Martin Marinson. And then Andreas Johansson and Kasperi Kapanen both signed deals. Johansson, uh, four years, 3.6, 13.6. Kapanen, three years at 9.6. So uh, both those guys get locked up. And they re-signed Michael Hutchinson. So the Leafs pretty busy. Very busy. And uh, I'll throw some thoughts out there. Please. Immediately is just that. Uh, obviously, they were able to get themselves out of cap hell by trading Patrick Marlowe. They did have to give up a first-round pick. My my thought was at least, hey, if he had been under contract three years ago, would you have been willing to trade a first-round pick for Patrick Marlowe? I think the answer is probably yes. Probably yes. So at some point, yeah, you paid a first-round pick for Patrick Marlowe. And uh, I think it, by and large... You look at that deal and you go, I mean, it was kind of a failure. Like, would they have made the playoffs the first year that he was there? Maybe not. And where they played Washington in the playoff. But, I mean, it's not like he he stopped them from, like he helped them win a series or anything. They didn't win any playoff series with him. Nope. So, by and large, I think kind of a, you can say what you want about helping to develop guys and their personal lives. But uh, I, I think by and large, a deal that is regrettable. Uh, but nevertheless, it happened. Uh, getting Kapanen and Janssen signed for under three and a half million looks pretty good. Very Especially, good. I mean, both those guys at the end of this next year, I mean, they're going to slot higher up the lineup. Uh, Got so pretty good ceilings yeah. for both these guys. So yep. yeah, at that co- at that cost for the next three four years, I'm all on board for that. Yep. And then you've got Alex Kerfoot signed three and a half million for the next four years. There's your third line center, and that is the perfect cost for a third line center. 
a guy that you could move up and down the lineup. He can play the wing a little bit if he needs to as well. So he can move up into your top six. Uh, mostly playing on that third line, though, I think. And then Cody CC just kind of replaces Zaitsev. Uh, and, you know, who knows? I, I think Cody CC is going to be the player that Mike Babcock cha- turns around. I, I turn, hope so. He's going to turn him into something. Because he had a lot of heat. Like, he was a first-round pick. Yeah, he was highly touted coming yes. out. Yeah. And and he, he stuck times, in a horrible he, organization. Times he's looked good. I think Mike Mike Babcock is going to take him. He's going to turn him into something special. He's well now be, he's he doesn't have that pressure anymore either, right? You know when you when you come in Ottawa, right? You're playing behind Carlson. He was the the, the big name defenseman behind Carlson after being drafted in the first that's round. True. So that's true. You know, I he 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 leaves there now, and now he's sitting behind a whole bunch of other guys. You know, and he doesn't have to go out there and perform or prove that he is that first round talent. He can just you know lay low on the third line and get coached up by Babcock and learn from some other veteran guys. So yeah, I love it for him. Uh, the Vancouver Canucks, they acquired J.T. Miller from the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, they gave a first-round pick for J.T. Miller. That was maybe expensive. Yeah. I didn't like it. Nope, didn't like it either. Uh, but they do sign Tyler Myers to a fatty five-year, $30 million deal. Didn't like that one either. They, they lock up Alex Edler for a couple more years at $6 million a year. And uh, that's pretty much the Vancouver Canucks offseason so far. Obviously, you're not a fan of it. <laughs> yeah, I give this a C plus. I like the Edler contract. He's still a very serviceable defenseman. Yeah, he's only 33. Yeah, still moves the puck well. Got good feet. Tyler Myers, on the other hand, uh, I wouldn't have given him more than you know. I would have gave him the six mil, but not any more than three years. Yeah, and he's I mean, too slow. In I my think opinion. maybe some of it is your. You just had to give him those years in order to get him. You did. Yeah, absolutely you, know? you did it. He's He's got some defensive issues. Maybe it works out a little bit better for him in Vancouver. Uh, but he was in a good situation in Vancouver. and In, in know, Winnipeg he was in. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, Winnipeg. I, I do. Th- I, he's an upgrade. He's an upgrade. But it's like you're slightly upgrading Eric Goodbranson. Right. <laughs> you just have another one now. Yeah, yeah I... I kind of question it, especially with like you're trying to get younger. I, I know like Vancouver is just desperate to to acquire some talent, right? And JT Miller, I I understand the acquisition there. I like him as a player. I think he's a great second line guy, but paying a first round price tag for him just maybe a little bit too much for yeah, me. Yeah, too much, too rich. Uh, okay, the Las Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, they signed. Hey, William Carlson gets his eight year deal, five point nine a season. And that's pretty much all they've done. No, uh, no real. I mean, they, they traded away Eric Howla, but uh, they haven't really brought in a whole lot. They got Nicholas Roy in that deal. Um, your thoughts on that Eric Carlson signing? Yeah. Um, William Carlson. William Carlson, yeah. Uh, liked it. It was. It's actually a very team-friendly contract for a guy who's potentially a number, you know, your one number two center, whatever you want to, you know, however you want to slot that sure, Stasny sure. line in. Um, so he'll produce and you know, produce for the life of that contract. He's still still young enough, still fast enough. He'll he'll be fine. The the one signing I really like though for Vegas is the Brandon Peary signing. Um, very, I mean, granted he is twenty eight years old, but he's still got a lot of talent left in him, and I think he's he's just found his his groove a little bit. You saw it last year, eighteen points in thirty one games when he was called up. It seemed like he was scoring every other game yeah. uh, when he was up there, and forty two points in the minors in twenty nine games. So he's he's got some offensive upside, and I think that's a good depth signing to have on your third or fourth line. Okay, uh, the Washington Capitals, they made some interesting moves. Uh, Carl Hagelin resigns. Well, he he signed there uh, was traded there. Eleven, 
11 million over four years, so it's 2.75. And they signed Richard Ponick to a the same exact deal, four years, 11 million. And uh, and then Garnet Hathaway to a four year, six million dollar deal. Uh, on top of that, they acquire Radko Gudis and Scott Kazmachik from the Colorado Avalanche. Uh, kind of a, a weird offseason for a team that looked like they were kind of crapped out in the first round. Uh, Carolina just had more, maybe more fire because of the Capitals winning the year before. And they go and they've, they, they move Barakovsky and they bring in Richard Ponick, who is kind of floated around. He's always, he was on the Leafs. He was on the Blackhawks, Arizona, Arizona. Yeah. A guy who, you know, has looked like he maybe could be decent, but I mean, he had 33 points last year. Uh, and I guess he had a good, good trip with uh, Slovakia in the World World Cup. Yeah, I I don't know in terms of what Washington was doing and uh, what they had to do bringing in a guy like that. Here's it seems my like a steep price tag for four years. Yeah, my gripe. So you get a guy in Brett Connolly, right? I'm not sure if this is there was an internal struggle or maybe he just Brett Connolly really wanted out of there, but. You have a guy who's a 20-plus goal scorer in Brett Connolly, former first-round pick. I think he went fourth overall or something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's he's starting to find his game. He looks really like a really good fit in Washington last year. And you basically go out and sign a lesser valuable guy, a lesser talent, a guy who scores less goals for $800,000 less. Why wouldn't you just give Brett Connolly that money and keep him around in a familiar situation and you get a guy who you know can slot up in the second line if needed or be very productive in the third line? Don't understand it. Yep. Yep. It looks like Washington is... Well, Washington's kind of in that cap hell, I think, kind of situation, but they I feel like they shouldn't be. Like, yeah, they won, but they, they won on the backs of... Like, their top player is already making the money. Like right. It's not like it's has been a redo. Like Kuznetsov is already signed. Ovechkin's already signed. Holpe is signed. It's all these. All their best players are already signed. So yeah, they have four million dollars in cap space. It seems a little so. like there was some mismanagement at some point. Uh, but to me, the Washington Capitals got worse on July first. Yeah, uh, and I'm going to give them a D. They did nothing to really impress me. They didn't. They didn't make that move that. You need to be like you almost need guts to make kind of thing. Like they needed to deal someone. I, I the Matt Niskanen, okay, yeah, Racco Gudis was okay too. But but bringing in Gudis, I get I. I know analytics guys love them, but I just I feel like they needed somebody back there who could move the puck. And yeah, I guess you lose Brooks Orpuk, so you add Gudis. But now who's going to be your guy who steps in for what Niskanen was? That's going to be a tough shoe to fill. Uh, let's go Winnipeg Jets. Last team. This is their longest episode in like forever. Forever. That's just, we're at an hour and 22 minutes. Yeah, thanks right for listening if you're still here. Heck yes. Yeah. Tweet at us if you're still listening. Say, I was still listening. You long in the tooth sons of bitches. Uh, <laughs> so, okay, the, uh, the Winnipeg Jets, they didn't do anything. No, Other nothing. than trading Jacob Truba like three, four weeks ago. Uh, for Neil Pionk. So really the Winnipeg Jets, they, see, we could have started at the bottom or the top. Either way. Yeah, I guess. What Winnipeg's dealing with their own internal struggle. It's just figuring out how to right, get this Patrick Line, Line A and Connor, Connor signed, right? Connor, I would give Connor long-term money. Line A, I would be a lot more hesitant if it was me. 
Okay. And in fact, I hope somebody offers sheets Liney, and if I'm Winnipeg, I take those first four rounders and say, hey, I well, freaking welcome Nobody's going to give Line A that somebody much might, money. Because he's not, not going to sign it unless money. he gets within that you know that $12 million, $10 million range. And so you're talking at least you know the the two first rounders, and then yeah. if maybe I have one Winnipeg, maybe I say okay, sure, I got Kyle Connor now. We, he's a steal of the draft, third rounder. He looks freaking way better to me than Patrick Line, at least more consistent at this point, and plays very well with our yeah, top guys. Yeah, but do you want to give up on Line right now because he's still... no? But do you want to pay ten plus million dollars, which no. is what it's going to cost? No, so I don't. I don't think you're paying him that much. I think that's what he wants, though. So. Yeah, that's fine. But look at Sebastian Ajo. You're gonna just point to Sebastian Ajo all day. Yeah. Well, we'll see what we'll see what Rantanen gets because Rantanen may be more of. A I think Marner is the first chip to fall, and then everybody follows suits. Yeah, it's so. possible. But, but yeah, other than, yeah, I guess Ajo is kind of the outlier. But okay, well that's our show. There's every single freaking free agent out there that's signed so far, and uh, we'll keep keep be coming back all summer long, and uh, you know enjoy your vacations. But take us with you. Take us in the car. And uh, we'll uh, we'll see you on Twitter at OG Hockey Talk. Justin, any final words before maybe tonight we see a Marner offer sheet? Oh God! One year, nineteen and a half million dollars. <laughs> right, you can sign a guy up to twenty million. That's true. Yeah, nothing to say. Just I want to just see another offer sheet. <laughs> no, though. is it twenty million? Is that the max? Yeah, I think that is. Is it like sixteen and a half or something? Ah, you might be right. It is. I don't know. All right, we'll talk to you guys soon.